You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, joined by Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. Greg, the Braves are good. That's where I'd like to start. The Braves are good. (laughs) And the scary part for the rest of the league, the Braves are good. And they've been banged up for pretty much all of the entire season thus far. And they're getting healthy. So Colin McHugh returned. Michael Harris had his first rehab start with Gwinnett last night. Rysel Iglesias gets his first, uh, well, he starts his rehab assignment with Gwinnett today. Hmm. And Orlando Arcia says that, uh, well, he's out of his cast and he's aiming to be back by the next homestand. Now, you players are always wanting to get back as soon as you can. Sometimes the the medical staff might say, well, you might, <laughs> but we'll see. But the point is, either way, he's going to be he's he's coming back soon. And Vaughn's playing pretty well in his absence too. So I would just like to start with just saying this is this is really exciting. Uh, it's certainly it, I always enjoy coming to the ballpark, regardless of how the team is playing. Get a little extra pep in your step when you're you're playing well. And even though we didn't look great against Houston last weekend, immediately the guys have come back and rebounded. Uh, as you and I are taping this, it's shortly before game four uh, against Miami on Thursday, a rainy Thursday. Hopefully we can uh, get a four-game sweep. As a player, is there a little extra pep in your step when you know and you're going your way to the ballpark, and you know you just got a good team, no matter what. I mean, is it that much more exciting? I know I'm. This is like the softest of softball questions, but <laughs> but it's got to be, right? Yeah. No, it is, and I think you would always rather peak late than early, right? right. So even though I don't think Houston's going to slow down, Houston's, um, you know, they're hitting on all cylinders. If we're going to have a, a downtime and we're going to have an, an injury bug, April is the time to do that. We're not in a division that anybody's going to run away with it right away. We've got some good, solid teams. But there again, you know, you go back to the years that the Braves have been super successful. They took care of business in their division against the Marlins, against the Nationals, and then competed against the Phillies and the, you know, and the Mets really well. So it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling to have just knowing that you're on a competitive team that the expectations are being met. It is always concerning – when guys start kind of having nagging injuries or they get hurt but you know there again that it just uh it just happens sometimes and we were able to work through it now for those guys coming back they just have to get reps so i think about you know eddie rosario and i think about all he went through last year and now he just needs reps he's gonna hit he's proven that he can hit he just needs to get back there and get his confidence going you know a guy like vaughn is a little bit different because he's young he's a rookie you don't really know what he doesn't have a proven track record so you don't know so that's why I don't think he you know I don't know if it's a situation where he's won a job you know they were trying to give it to him in spring training but but Arcia had such a great um, a great spring and he's a veteran he has a proven track record so I don't know if this is like okay Arcia comes back and he's got to sit the bench you just don't I'm not sure that's going to happen but I do know that um, these pitchers which I have a little bit more experience with just understanding that, you know, a guy like Kyle who comes out, he gets a quarter zone shot, you know, at the beginning of in spring training and, and he's got to work himself. It's going to take him a little bit of time and he's already shown, you know, improvement from start to start. Charlie, 
you know, he's he's going to get better. He's just going to – you know what he's going to do. And He looked great the other night. I know. Nine, nine strike, nine right. strikeouts. That's yeah. right. Max and, and um, you know, and Strider, those guys. So I feel unbelievable about this team because you just have this, the anchors. You look at anchors all around like Matt and, you know, uh, Austin and and Ozzy and Ronald, the, you see anchors all over the place. And then from the pitching staff, Max and you know and Strider and those guys, you see those things that cannot give you anything but confidence. It's just a matter of everybody staying healthy. And if they stay healthy, then night in and night out, they go out and do their job. You're going to be in a great place here three months from now. And that's really all you can expect. So everybody should be walking to the ballpark to answer your question with a lot of confidence. And when you do that, you're typically going to win more than you're going to lose. And so it's, we're up for another exciting year. Of course, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, on the injury front, what happens. But but for the for where we sit today, I, I looked up last night, I couldn't even believe it. Man, it's still April. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, when you go through a lot of injuries, sometimes the, the month can really drag. And it seems like it's been going on because you haven't had your full staff out there, your full group, and you've been kind of feel like you've been piecing it together. So I, I feel really good about it, and I'm sure the players do too. A lot of those great Braves teams you were on traditionally, y'all didn't always get off to the greatest no. start. No, we didn't uh, at but, all. But once you, once you did get it going, got it rolling, and you know, you're know you in first, let's say you get into first, you get a pretty comfortable lead, you're feeling good. Is it hard to ever do you, not compla- – getting complacent is not the word, but do you ever – were there ever times where maybe yourself or players maybe st- – caught themselves looking a little too far ahead like before the job is done kind of deal or is it i guess what i'm trying to say is how hard is it to make sure no matter how well things are going you're still taking it day by day and game by game Mm -hmm. i think that's really what i'm getting at because i could see myself starting to wonder and dream about stuff way down the road in october and already thinking about that and then i feel like if if you're a person or a personality like that and i'm not a, a never ball player or anything but I could see that being a dangerous thing. If you, you get a little too far ahead of yourself and you forget the – it's cliche, but it's true. Take it game by game mm-hmm. every day. Is it ever hard? I mean, do you ever daydream a little bit or is it is, – How do you? what do you have to do to stay – make sure you're just going mm-hmm. game by game as an athlete? Yeah, I think when the more mature you are, the easier it is because you've been through some of those ups and downs and you've had some really challenging times. Think about what the team went through in 21 – where they struggled for half the season, all of a sudden it got kicked into high gear. It was very similar to what happened to us in 93. And then 94 was just a disaster. You know, we uh, on many fronts between the strike and between how we were playing and how good the Expos were, it just, we never, never could make up any ground. They were just, they were good and we were just not, we just, for whatever reason, weren't playing very well. That was the only kind of weird year, but the other years where we just um, seemed to make it work, there wasn't one consistent formula as far as you know how you felt, but the underlying confidence was always there. And I think that's just because we had a mature staff. We had a mature just team in general, even though we would mix in young guys here and there. But I think when you have a certain maturity level, you never get too high, you never get too low. And you, you're less likely to look ahead. And I think what this team, current team, has been has gone through over the last, you know, five years, they've they've learned that as well. And so that because that allows you to do things like like you did in two thousand twenty one. Because you would not be able to do that without any sense of, you know, maturity and because 
a lot of times that stuff just snowballs on you. So I think now that they've got a proven record and now that they've won a world championship, now they've gone through something like they did where they were just spinning their wheels and they found a way to win and crawl back into it. That just gives you more confidence the next time it happens. So now we take April of 2023 where you have the injury bugs coming out of spring training and you don't have your staff and you try to find, and then you've been in first place the whole time because you've known how to put it together and guys know where they step up. And, and so there's that maturity that comes into play, veterans, pillars, all, like I said, all over the place. So I'm not surprised that it happened. It just, it, uh, that's just kind of the way baseball works. There's a lot about momentum. There's a lot about maturity. And we're seeing it play out right now with this team. I was talking to my wife when I got home after the game last night. And we're just talking about the team. Oh, yeah, you're married. I am, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> I remembered to wear the ring today. That's been the biggest challenge so far is remembering to put on my wedding ring. Yeah, every day. that's great. It's once it's on. I don't even notice that it's there. It hasn't been weird to, like, you know, I'm not a jewelry guy, uh, although I've picked up a couple rings the last couple of years that I'm, I'm proud to wear between the World <laughs> Series ring and this one, but it's it's literally remembering to put it on in the morning. That's the only, that's that's the biggest struggle for me one month into marriage. So I guess that's a good thing if that's the only, only trouble I'm having so yeah. far. So, uh, but we were talking about the team thus far, and I said, you know, I was like two weeks ago, I don't know if I would have said this, but I said, as of today, in my opinion, Spencer Strider is the best pitcher on the planet. I, I don't see anybody that's better than him <laughs> right now. For what it's worth, the odds makers, the Vegas odds makers, which they tend to be, I mean, they tend to know what they're doing. They're not losing money out there. <laughs> that's I know right. that. That's right. um, and look, this is, we're only a month in. This is going to change a zillion times between now and the end of September. But uh, the odds makers right now on the NL Cy Young Award have Spencer Strider as the, he's the favorite. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's, it's easy to see why. Every day you can come to the ballpark and watch the Braves. And I feel like you're witnessing something special. We're witnessing something pretty special in Ronald Acuna this year. He's, I mean, he's, he's always been a special player. But clearly he's healthy, 100% healthy, which he, he was still coming back from the injury last year. And if you didn't believe that last year, look at how he's playing and how he's running and how he's moving now. And it, there's just no – it's obvious that he's back to 100%. Watching him steal bases, watching him run the bases, and then watching Strider take the ball every fifth day. I mean, this is, it's kind of mind blowing how many special things we've got on one team. I mean, it truly, truly is. It, it's, it can't be understated how special this Braves team is. I think Strider is about as must see TV as there is in baseball right now. I mean, little behind the scenes stuff here for Brave Social Media. In Sung Kim, our wonderful creative director, he and I have gone down the road of, uh, you know, a text goes out and it's like, all right, should I should I start making a no-hitter graphic? Should I start making a perfect <laughs> game graphic? And my general rule of thumb is I don't even want to think about it till they got to get through six. Strider the other night, it was the fourth, and I was already sent a text. I'm like, I wonder if tonight's the night. Because I've said, like, I'm like, dude, one of these days we're going to get to work a no-hitter, a perfect mm-hmm. game. Like, or it's going to happen. It's it's These graphics that you've made and that, that we then delete with two outs in the ninth, like, it's going to happen. But I was, in the fourth inning, I was like, man, this is, he's got a shot, which is crazy. I'm not even halfway yeah. through the game, and I'm sitting there going, but, uh, and of course he didn't get there, but. Do you tune in for Spencer starts just the way I do, where it's like, man, I got to watch this oh, guy. Oh man, I mean, I, don't I feel know. the same way about Max too. Yeah. But Strider is something. I don't know how you can't. I mean, for somebody that that's dominant, you know, that's that dominant every time he goes out. I mean, you know, he's got the best, if not the best stuff in baseball. One of the one of the, um, you know, the best looking young pitchers that we've seen in a long time. The only thing with him is just that he's never gone through a full season of pitching. 
you know, without getting injured or, or just because he's young and he hasn't pitched much, you know, it's crazy to think because he's got so much confidence out there and he does a, a good thing. That's the only thing that's going to hold him back from whether he's a Cy Young or whether he's an MVP or whether he has a no-hitter. You just don't know if these guys are going to go the whole game. You don't know if they're capable because they don't do it. Right. So to think, I think it's even more special to throw a no hitter nowadays because they're used to going six innings. And then for them to go seven, eight, nine, it's just a totally different ball game. Those last three innings of the game are totally different than the first six because you have to train for that. And if you've not trained for that, then how in the world do you do it? So I think it'd be even more special. Now, he can certainly win Cy Young going six innings a night, you know, or seven innings a night. He's striking out the world, and he's not giving up any runs. I can definitely see that. I think that's not as big a feat as him throwing a no-hitter, right? Any of the pitchers nowadays, whether it's Max or whatever, because once they hit that 100 mark, they're out of there. I don't care if they have a no-hitter or not. But you see managers taking guys out all the time, even with shutouts. You know, that was kind of like a no-no. Like, well, I'm not taking you out of the game. you got a shutout going on, right? You, you go right. until you get – you know, you give up a run or, you know, you go until you give up a hit. doesn't matter if you go 150 pitches or you go 120 pitches. That's just not the rule of thumb anymore. So I, I definitely tune in to see – to see Spencer pitch he's he's exciting he's doing a great job it's just whether or not you know can he do it the whole season can he do it for nine innings and um, just because they're not they don't train that way so if you don't train that way it's really hard to expect them to do that and that's no fault of anybody it's just the way the game's different sure Another thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, we praised GMs for all the the obvious moves. Well, what seemingly obvious for the a draft pick that that pans out, a free agent signing that pans out, like big splashier ones I'm talking about here. But something that should not ever go overlooked is guys like Sam Hilliard and Kevin Pillar. Alex and his his mm. staff identifying, going out targeting, identifying these guys that could potentially fill a role on a team, and they see something that I'm amazed by. Guys, if you between whoever it is, the analytics guys, the scouts, the the guy at the top, whoever it is, and I'm sure it's it's a combination of all of them. I'm sure that can see something in a guy that maybe they've bounced around a little bit, not really stuck on anywhere, but they see something in them that like uh, they there's something there. And I also love the idea of they. They see a guy out there that's maybe struggling to catch on somewhere. They see them and think, you know, I think we can, there's something we can work on with this player here hmm. that we know how to do here. We know how to help them with this. And I don't know the ins and outs of yeah. what they do with, with, say, Sam Hilliard on a day to day, but I, I don't know any of that. All I know is we're a month into the season and I'm always continually impressed by Alex and his staff and how they're able to find guys like Pilar and Hilliard and plug them in. Pilar, I mean, he's been established, he's been in the big leagues a while. Hilliard in particular has been pretty, pretty impressive, mm. I think, with what he's done, how he's played so far. So, and I yeah. always felt like, even you know, in the John Sherlock's Bobby days, I felt like every year that was to me always kind of the all those teams that were so good coming out of spring training. I'm like, okay, who's going to be that player or two? Well, it's it was typically pitchers, and it was typically it's not, it's not that way anymore. I mean, we did yeah. have Gosman here, you know, a few years ago that kind of rehabbed his his career and went on to pitch and do pretty well in San Francisco and some other places. But um, and Alex and his staff saw something in Baltimore and brought him here, and he actually did pretty well. But we Leo was known for bringing in and, and players were rehabbing their career here, and and we got some really good pitchers. You think about um, some of those guys, but seems like position players now nowadays yeah with us. you're right you're exactly right that that was and, and back in those days it did seem like it was pitchers and it would be a guy at the start of spring training i'd not even heard his name and then he's in he wins a spot in the bullpen and then would be in the pen all year or maybe even longer than mm-hmm. that 
there were guys that would win a rotation spot. Who was a great example of a Leo? Oh, Jarrett Wright, I remember, was mm-hmm. one who kind of, as I recall, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but as I recall, he had kind of his career taken a downturn, and he came here, got with Leo, and next yeah. thing you know, he was, I think he might have even started game one of a, a, he definitely started a postseason game, and it might have been game one. I, again, I don't have it in front of me, but, yeah. and then went on to sign a, a big free agent deal with the Yankees after that, if I remember right. But I, I'm continually impressed by front offices. The good ones are the ones that are able to not only draft and develop the right talent, but also identify the right pieces to fit certain roles that every team needs so you know i I don't that's that's the way you put it is a good point it was seemed like it was pitchers back in the day so yeah and and we've had some bullpen guys i mean jesse's a great example he's he's been put in a perfect spot Michael or, Tonkin, yeah, hadn't been yeah. in the big leagues in years. He's That's back. right. Nick Anderson was well, dominant Matzik, a couple years ago. I mean, Matzik, it seemed like I, I should take. Yep. I need to retract it. It's more about starting pitching. It seemed like that was more back, and you know, there was a period of time where we brought in a lot of starting pitchers uh, to do that. But recently. We definitely have a track record of some uh, relief pitchers that Alex and his team have said, you know what, we see you fulfilling this role right here, and, um, and you know we've they've they've worked on some guys and and they've been very successful for us. So that's, that's yeah, I mean it's exciting to see because that just tells you how good they are and and, and what kind of job they're doing it by scam. I mean truly in baseball the Cinderella. At, I mean, the the more uh, storybook part of it is that you take somebody from obscurity and, and you know, and they have this Cinderella kind of right. like the whole 21 season. And, and then some of these pitchers that, you know, this guy, like Matzik's got an unbelievable story about how he was out of the game. And, I mean, everybody loves that, right? It's the underdog and and uh, coming back and, and being, you know, very successful. So I love what Pilar's doing and, and you know, those are the kind of things that just, um, you know, and, and you know, who uh, who was our left fielder? Adam Duvall. I mean, think about that sure. story. I mean, that was an incredible story. He was – they sent him back to AAA to, to basically, hey, you know – just you got to go down you, you can't hit you Spent know most of the year there yeah, too. yeah. and then came back and you know was part of the world championship team and and just did an incredible job so i love that story it could yep. happen to a nicer guy but that's uh the, the so there's been a number of those things over the last years that we can point to this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, it's a great time to be a Braves fan. Uh, we've had a great, we've got a couple of days left here in April, but it's been a great first month of the season. Sure. May is going to be awesome. Uh, May in the A, as we're calling it. I think we got 15 home games in May, and I think we've got a chance at having 15 sellouts in May here at Truist Park, which is I pretty incredible. It. There are still some tickets, so if, you, if you're thinking about coming to a ball game in May, go ahead and hop online now and get them. If you've got any alumni Sundays, you got any uh, lineups lined up, still working on that. Yeah, we've got, it's all on Braves.com. Yeah. Uh, you can go to uh, Braves.com slash alumni, and uh, you can see our Alumni Sundays page there. It has everybody listed out. We've got a great lineup for the whole summer, and then of course alumni weekend this year is not going to be until August. Where May we got a ton of home games, August we don't. But one special weekend will be our Hall of Fame weekend in August. That'll be the 18th, 19th, and um, 
20th and then that's where we'll have all of our alumni in too so it's gonna be real exciting but yeah alumni sundays will um will keep us um you know full of alumni you know until we get to that point but uh well the, the next one coming up is uh, when the baltimore orioles are in town sunday may 7th and this is a cool one so you got gerald perry and then one of the coolest stories at least in my lifetime from in baseball rick ann keel mm-hmm. is coming here has he been here before for uh sunday? he's come when he wrote his book he came in okay and, and we did some things with him but uh he's not been for an alumni weekend but yeah and we're talking about stories kind of like the matzik story you know yeah. where he got the yips and was out of the game had to go from pitcher to outfielder and then made his way back all the way to the big league so yeah another amazing story one of my favorite if you're a younger folk person or and don't don't know the story of rick and Keel, definitely go back and look it up i mean was a hot like a dynamite young pitcher and as greg said got the yips lost it and then went back down and became a hitter and came back up and unfortunately the braves in 2010 we we did not beat the giants in the nlds but we won a game out in san francisco and it was on a rick and keel home run mm. that landed out there in mccovey cove it, it was splashed <laughs> out there i can still see that ball traveling it was one of the one of the coolest moments of my Braves fandom. So, Gerald Perry and Rick Ankeel, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. So, great lineup. Yeah. All right. Should be a lot of fun. Well, Harry, this has been fun. Uh, it's always <laughs> good just for you and I to chew the fat a little bit here. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be back with you next week on Behind the Braves. For Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you then.